may like to turn to the first scripture that we'll be looking at this evening, Ezekiel chapter 47. <clears throat> Ezekiel chapter 47. I had prepared a different sermon for this evening, um, but earlier on in this week, as I was thinking and praying for this evening, I believe God gave me uh, two words, healing waters, healing waters. And you know that when you've prepared something that you think God has given you, and then out of the blue, you get like a healing waters, then that, that means that God's going to do some healing tonight. Physical healing, emotional healing, healing of the mind. That's what I believe. That's why I believe he broke in. And when God gives you, sometimes, you know, often when I preach, I will go to the scriptures and just expound them. You know, because I believe that people need to hear what the scriptures are saying, not what some clever preacher thinks they need to hear. So my, my default position is to expound the scriptures. But sometimes God will just speak a prophetic word. And when he does that, you just want to deliver that prophetic word. Or you want to expand perhaps what God is saying through that. And that's a different way of preaching. So tonight, you know, it's a slightly different. I will expand the scriptures, but not in that same way because God's word tonight is healing waters. I thought of a number of scriptures and the first one was uh, Ezekiel chapter 47 and I was encouraged to find that in my New King James Version Bible that above uh, chapter 47... Um, the editors have put in a title saying The Healing Waters. So I was pleased about that. Let me read it. Uh, Ezekiel 47, <clears throat> verse 1. Then he brought me back to the door of the temple, and there was water flowing from under the threshold of the temple toward the east. For the front of the temple faced east, the water was flowing from under the right side of the temple south of the altar. He brought me out by the way of the north gate and led me around on the outside to the outer gateway that faces the east. And there was water running out the right side. And when the man went out to the east with the line in his hand, he measured 1,000 cubits. And he brought me through the waters. The waters came up to my ankles. Again, he measured 1,000 and brought me through the waters. The waters came up to my knees. Again, he measured 1,000 and brought me through. The water came up to my waist. Again, he measured 1,000 and it was a river that I could not cross. For the river was too deep. Water in, one, in which one must swim. A river that could not be crossed. He said to me, son of man, have you seen this? Then he brought me and returned me to the bank of the river. When I returned... There along the bank of the river, there were very many trees on one side and the other. Then he said to me, this water flows toward the eastern region, goes down to the valley and enters the sea. When it reaches the sea, its waters are healed. And it shall be that every living thing that moves, wherever the rivers go, will live. There will be very great multitude of fish because these waters go there. For they will be healed and everything will live wherever the Holy, uh, Holy Spirit, well it is the Holy Spirit, wherever the river goes. Healing waters. What a beautiful picture. 
a picture of God's temple. And out of God's temple flowing healing rivers, healing waters. Now we know that those healing waters, and I'll give you a few more scriptures to show this, these healing waters, that, that isn't natural water that's being talk, talk, spoken about. This is supernatural water. In fact, this is a picture of the Holy Spirit flowing. And, you know, out of our innermost being, as we'll see later, flow, will flow rivers of living water, Jesus prophesied. It's the Holy Spirit. This is a picture of the great temple, but also we are temples of the Holy Spirit. This is a picture of you and me. It's a picture of how out of our lives, out of our mouths, out of our actions, out of our prayers, out of our ministry, God wants to release his healing waters of the Holy Spirit. I'm a temple, you're a temple. Together we are temples. And in God's outpouring of his Holy Spirit, I believe that God is sending his Holy Spirit in power in these days. I've already prayed and spoken about how God comes by his Holy Spirit uh, should be a surprise to us. We Pentecostals are the most in danger because we think we've figured out the Holy Spirit. We assume that when the Holy Spirit comes as a river, it will simply be gifts of the Holy Spirit, manifestations of the Holy Spirit, and you know, those things will accompany him. But the most important thing is what the Holy Spirit does in human beings' lives. So here's a beautiful picture. God. Now this temple, this isn't the normal temple. This is a picture of, of God's temple, God's throne. And God is sending, I mean, sending. The Holy Spirit comes from heaven. And the Lord is going to send from heaven increased rivers of the Holy Spirit that are going to be poured out and are going to flow across our lives and across our land. And you see, the river of the Holy Spirit brings life wherever it goes. You see, there's this beautiful picture. Wherever the river goes, life occurs. You have the beautiful picture here of, of, of the river flowing and along the side in verse 7 of the bank are many trees on one side and the other. It's interesting that if you go to very dry places, desert places, wherever there's a river, around that river hugs life, doesn't it? You can see that in certain parts of the Nile, the great river Nile, that, that goes through great and arid deserts. Deserts. Just, a, just a, a little bit away from the river, it's dead and as dry as anything. But around that river, life accumulates. Life can be there. Trees and plants can grow by that river. Fish can swim. There's, there's, a, there's a whole life. And so the picture here is of God's river, his healing waters of the Holy Spirit being sent out. And wherever it goes, life appears, life flourishes, healing takes place. And this is what happens when the Holy Spirit flows in increasing power. People get saved, people get healed, people that get made whole on the inside and on the outside. And the beautiful picture, I mean, we could go into how the river got deeper and deeper and, and how that, that many of us, I'd say, where are we with the Holy Spirit? We're paddlers at the moment. 
We're paddling in the Holy Spirit. Don't worry, the Holy Spirit's greatly at work. He has his plans. He knows what he's doing. We're paddling in the Holy Spirit. Uh, but we're going to get deeper and deeper into the Holy Spirit. And he'll go deeper and deeper into us. And the time will come. There's been seasons of this before. I've been in a season where uh, here at KT many years ago, where for a season we were carried in the river of the Holy Spirit. You know what I'm saying? I mean, the Holy Spirit was flowing in such ways that, that you know, you, you, you didn't even need to swim. You just needed to sit back and let the current take you wherever it was taking us. And God wants to bring that kind of depth of healing waters to flow again in us and around us and in our circumstances. And verse 9, it shall be that every living thing that moves, wherever the rivers go, will live. There will be a very great multitude of fish because these waters go there for they will be healed and everything will live wherever the river goes. You know what fish means. This doesn't mean that, that we're, going, we're going to have, you know, uh, loads of fish and chips and things like that when the Holy Ghost comes. This means souls. Souls. When the Holy Spirit comes in power, souls get convicted of sin and righteousness and the judgment of the devil. When the Holy Spirit increases his flow, then people get saved. And then the Holy Spirit goes out into all the world with his people, with fresh power. And people are getting saved because of the anointing in the river. And so when God spoke to me about healing waters, I believed prophetically that, that God is stirring us and that God is saying that, that we should have hope. Even if we're a bit dry or we're not, we're not seeing the, fi the fish that we should. Or, or we're not seeing uh, what, what we'd like to see, the life that we'd like to see, not just around us, but also in us, the Holy Spirit is going to come in power. The second uh, verse I want to speak about is found in Revelation 22. Revelation 22, near the end of the Bible. And uh, this is prophetic for the future. Revelation chapter 22, verse 1. And he showed me a pure river of water, a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding from the throne of God and of the Lamb. And in the middle of its street, on either side of the river, was the tree of life, which bore twelve fruits, each tree yielding its fruit every month. The leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. And so this is speaking not about, you know, what it's going to be like in heaven, but this is speaking about a healing process. How many of you know the nations of the world need great healing? Not just individuals, but whole nations need great healing. Well, look what is coming from the throne of God and the Lamb. We sung about the lion and the lamb earlier. And here is the lamb. When you hear the lamb, it speaks of blood, sacrifice. The lamb that was slain 2,000 years ago. And from his death on the cross where he carried the sins of the world and made peace with God. And that blood that he brought on his ascension and showed before his father in the holy of holies of heaven. 
And when the Father sees the blood of Jesus, which speaks better things for us, the blood of Jesus always speaks mercy, always speaks grace, always speaks favor, but most of all, it speaks of the Holy Spirit. Because when God sends his grace, it's the Holy Spirit that brings it. When God sends his favor, it's the Holy Spirit that brings it. All the good things of God that come into our lives come via the Holy Spirit. You can't have everything of God unless it comes by the Holy Spirit. This is why we should ask the Father for more of the Holy Spirit and know that he will give it. Nothing comes from the Father except through the Son and by the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is to be greatly worshipped and adored, greatly appreciated and thanked, because he brings God to us. If there was no Holy Spirit, we'd have no God on earth at all. The Holy Spirit is the chief executive of the Trinity. Jesus isn't down here, except by his Holy Spirit. And the Father isn't here, except by his Holy Spirit. And so honouring the Holy Spirit fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit, obeying the Holy Spirit, praying with the Holy Spirit, asking the Holy Spirit to bring more kingdom. These things are very, very important. And so out of the, uh, the, the throne of God and the Lamb comes this pure river of water of life. This is the Holy Spirit bringing the benefits of salvation into human beings' lives. You know, Jesus died for our salvation, but it's the Holy Spirit that brings the salvation. Jesus paid the price, but, you know, the Holy Spirit is the Amazon delivery that brings what's been purchased into our lives for us to unpackage and experience. That's how important he really is. I think of John chapter 5. We're going to end with a few uh, John scriptures. John chapter 5. After this, verse 1. After this there was a feast of the Jews. And Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is in Jerusalem by the sheep gate a pool. Which is called in Hebrew Bethesda. Having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at certain time into the pool and stirred up the water. Then whoever stepped in first after the stirring of the water was made well of whatever disease he had. Now a certain man was there who had an infirmity 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had already been in that condition a long time, he said to him, do you want to be made well? The sick man answered him, sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up, but while I am coming, another steps down before me. Jesus said to him, rise, take up your bed and walk. And immediately the man was made well, took up his bed and walked, and that day was the Sabbath. This is a beautiful picture of healing waters. 
I mean, at that moment, God was doing something limited and supernatural in that place. An angel, the Bible tells us, was stirring the water. The water was there, it was a pool, it was still. But every so often, it'd be like an angel would press the jacuzzi button on. And everything would begin to whirl and, and bubble. I mean, it was limited. It must have been a pitiful sight as well as an amazing sight. Because as soon as that water became, if I can use the word, alive, the first person that got in would be healed. So you can imagine the terrible sight, really, of the lame trying to climb over people to get into the uh, pool. This lame man couldn't, couldn't even do that. The blind that couldn't see, the, the, those that were, were, were deaf and couldn't, couldn't hear that the bubbling was taking place and everybody, just every man for himself, if you like. But something was happening there and an angel was doing this because an angel knew that Jesus would come by one day and that this would be an illustration that we would talk about. And so when Jesus said, do you want to be made whole? The man said, well, I can't get into that pool in time. And then Jesus said, rise, take up your bed and walk. What had happened? Well, Jesus, he had the healing waters. That healing water that, that was there, that was limited, that there was an angel of healing that was bringing God's healing, that was limited. But Jesus had an anointing. He moved by the anointing of the Holy Spirit. He didn't heal anybody until he was anointed by the Holy Spirit when he was baptized with John. He could have healed anybody in his own right, but he chose to operate under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And so here was a man trying to get into the living water in the pool, but here was the man from which all living water came from. In John chapter 4, verse 10, just back a bit, he's speaking to the uh, woman who is looking to quench her deep emotional thirst and, and longing for acceptance and relationship and fulfillment, the Samaritan woman. And in John 4.10, he, he says to her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Now, important. If you knew the gift of God, what is the gift of God? The gift of God, Jesus says, is living water. God's gift is water, but living water, healing water, water that's activated. And this living water is the Holy Spirit. Jesus could have just as easily have said, if you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, give me a drink, You'd have asked him, and he would have given you the Holy Spirit. But here he uses the term living water. Last text, John chapter 7, verse 37. On the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. But this he spoke 
concerning the Spirit, who, believe, who those believing in him would receive, because Jesus, for the Holy Spirit was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. So, Jesus is not the living water. Sometimes people talk as if Jesus was the living water. Jesus is not the living water, but Jesus gives us the living water, and the living water is the activity of the Holy Spirit. And I believe that the Holy Spirit tonight, it's like those waters are being stirred. Perhaps there's angels on assignment tonight, that's the Holy Spirit's business. But just like the angel stirred the water there, and Jesus said, you don't need to be put in the pool, and then just released a washing, healing flow of living water, the Holy Spirit, into his life. And immediately, that living water made his dead limbs alive. So I believe even now, living water, healing waters are being poured out upon you in this place today and those that are watching Healing water is flowing right now. I believe it. God told me. I believe it. It's prophetic. It's flowing. It's flowing. You know, uh, when we moved into our house uh, many years ago, we needed a new bathroom. One of the things I insisted on was that we get one of those whirlpool baths. Because when you've had a hard day or, or you just feel a little bit, you know, just to sit in that bath, and just press the button, and just to feel the water coming alive is, is very, thera very therapeutic. I was, uh, I was praying, and I was in prayer, and I got a picture of living water, and it was pure as crystal, like the one that we read in Revolu Revelation. It was crystal clear, beautiful, crystal clear water. You could see, you know, it just like glass. And uh, I was by the side of this, it was like a shore, but I was, it was crystal water that was there. And in this picture, I'd been thinking about Naaman. You remember Naaman? Naaman was the chief, uh, the, the chief general of Syria, and he had leprosy all over him. And uh, the prophet Elijah said, look, go and wash yourself in, in Jordan and you'll be cleansed. And he didn't want to, but he did seven times and he was cleansed. And I was thinking about what he, what he must have felt with all that leprosy on him, you know? And then as he wa walks into that water, dirty water in Jordan, and he washes, you know, all, all the leprosy falls off. And, and it, the Bible says that when he came out, his hands were like pink like a baby, soft like, you know, I mean, you know, the, the greatest hand cream in the world and all that lot, face cream, body cream. And he came out absolutely beautiful. I was thinking about that and in prayer. And I saw myself just in prayerful imagination, I guess. I saw myself, and as I went into this living water, it was, it was, it was living, it was, you could tell it was alive. It wasn't bubbling, but it was, it was living water. It was living water, it was moving and swirling, it was lovely. And as I entered, this entered into the water, the water entered into me. The water was going right through me. I remember Robert Sledden, he preached here a few months ago, one of one of his most powerful books is a book where he talks about how at the age of eight, he had a heavenly experience, he talks about, with God. And, 
And, and one, of the, one of the heavenly experiences that he had at the age of eight in this heavenly experience, however that manifested, was that uh, he went into the uh, river of life. Jesus took him and took this little eight-year-old boy and put him into the river of life. And Robert said that when you enter into the river of life, it doesn't flow around you, it flows through you. And he says it was just so powerful to be in this river of life flowing right through you, life flowing through you. I believe life is flowing through people right now. I believe it. Flowing through you, not around you, but through you. And he said, he said look, I don't know why, why he did it. Maybe Jesus was just having fun. I was only an eight-year-old boy. And he talks about how Jesus took him, picked him up and dunked him and splashed him and then dunked this little eight-year-old boy down into the river of life. And, uh, and I just thought, you know, that, and in this prayerful imagination I had, I imagine going into this beautiful, swirling river of life, so clear, so crystal, so, so pure. And as I did, I just felt healing coming through me. I felt, I felt you know, that which was hindering me, sin on the inside, you know what I'm talking about? The hindrances and paralysis and uh, disability that sin causes us all. We're all disabled by sin, aren't we, and need to be healed. And, and in this vision, I just felt, you know, bondages being broken, things just falling off, just things just being washed through and out of me and cleansing. And I felt my body also, I suffer from diabetes, I just felt my body being healed and made whole. And it was just so wonderful to be in this river that brought nothing but life, nothing but healing, nothing but liberty. And I know it was a prayerful uh, imagination only, but it was a wonderful insight or touch during a prayer time of what healing waters are all about. And that's what we need on the earth today, don't we? We need healing waters. We need that river from the temple. We, we need people to be healed. We need life to be everywhere. We need life, eternal life. We need rivers of living waters. We need, we need people who are dead in their sins to suddenly feel that, you know, you could just see them all there lying there, spiritually speaking, in this nation. You just see millions of people, they're just, they're just spiritually speaking, lying dead dead on the ground, spiritually dead. And just got this beautiful picture of the Holy Ghost rolling in in waves of living water and just rolling in and over these, these dead souls. And as he rolls over them, he rolls through them and then suddenly they're brought to alive. These fish have come alive. The Holy Spirit has raised them from the spiritual dead. They were dead in their trespasses and sins. But when the Holy Spirit, like a great healing water, saving water, just flowed through his church and the preaching of the gospel and the, uh, and the sharing of the gospel and the praying for souls and, and, and as God through the temple that is his church, a temple not made in hands, but you and me and believers in Great Britain, we're the temple of the Lord in Britain. We are the temple of the Lord in Britain from every denomination, two true believers, we're the temple, and out of us comes this river, it's flowing into us and through us, and it's doing its work in us, but, but God has always got his mind on the dead fish, and it flows out of us, we become fishes of men, 
This is what God wants. This is what he wants to place. God, he wants to place these desires in our hearts. There's people and you're desperate. Well, no, desperate's an overused word. It becomes a spiritual word. You know, everybody's meant to be desperate and nobody really is. But there are people here that, that are, are strongly wanting God to do something, wanting him to do it again or wanting it to happen. They want to see the book of Acts coming again and, and God is preparing such people and doing a deep work so that when the river flows, we'll be mature enough to handle the blessing that comes from it. Because often what will happen is the Holy Ghost will flow in rivers of living water and then he will do his job. But then the church is so uh, immature, so unhealed. An unhealed church stewarding a move of the Holy Spirit, an unhealed church uh, stewarding living water, a polluted church handling pure water. Now, when I say polluted, don't, don't, don't immediately feel guilty or condemned. God's going to heal you of your sins. God is healing of you of your sins. Hallelujah. 